Power Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. Uh, just about 7.37 on the all-new This Morning with Jaylen and Daryl. Of course, Jaylen is off today, but she'll be making a guest appearance during our mixtape uh, revelations today. Morty Scott is away from here because he's in Vancouver for the Elks game. He will also make a guest appearance for the morning mixtape. Uh, Morgan Smith is doing the news. She's going to jump in during one of the segments because she's going to join in on the morning mixtape. It's our Spotify list. It's the 6.30 Ched This Morning Mixtape. We keep adding songs uh, every week to come up with the most eclectic mix of music you will ever hear in your life. Why? Just because it's fun. And we like telling stories about the impact of music on our lives. We'll be doing that in the next half hour, as well as telling you who wins the dad joke contest that we've been running for an opportunity to win passes, weekend passes, to the uh, the big classic rock festival down at Ice District coming up. Okay, Tim Cartmel, uh, counselor with the City of Edmonton, joining us. He, he wrote a blog about snow removal because we're reviewing what happened last year in with an eye toward doing Doing things better in the coming year. We always complain about snow removal, so let's try and get it right, although different people have different definitions of what right is. But also, during the news, you also heard about some of this controversy over the zoning bylaw. So I'd like to touch on both of those issues, if we can, with Councillor Tim Cartmel, who's joining us this morning. Tim, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Good morning. Uh, you're heading into Father's Day, too. Any big plans? Uh, it might be a golf game involved. Oh, uh, smart. Yeah, yeah. although uh, hearing that forecast, there might be uh, watching golf on TV involved. Don't, don't so, be a yeah. fair-weather golfer. It's just showers in the forecast yeah, for the week. Man, yeah. Except for Sunday. rain. Yeah, Sun- Sundays, yeah, Sunday's yeah. full-on rain. Uh, okay, I know you want to talk about snow removal, but I really want to get your point of view on this whole zoning thing. And You heard about it some in the news. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's, it's a plan. It's all part of trying to, to densify population a little bit instead of the constant urban sprawl. But how this by law is set up has some people ticked off is that that's basically the 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 gist of it tim well the zoning bylaw has got a a few different uh goals involved uh certainly uh, you know over time uh, we want to we want to limit the amount of land that we occupy in our city so we've you know as a I guess as an idealized notion, idea, goal, aspiration, you know, we're, we see Edmonton growing to 2 million people over the next 40 years or so. We don't necessarily want to stretch that all the way from Fort Saskatchewan to, to Devon or Kalmar. We want to see if we can fill in the spaces in between and if we can densify. And that's, that's a goal that is shared by our regional partners as well. But density at all cost, uh, or at any cost, I guess, is is part of the concern here, and I, I think that's a reasonable concern. Uh, there are some that are a little worried about preserving those uh, oldest neighborhoods and making sure that we we keep the character of the city intact. And I, I think that there's something to be heard there. Uh, and then there's also, though, uh, this notion that we have too many zones that are too uh, too narrowly defined and that exclude any other thing. So, if you want a single-family home, is it is it really necessary to say the only thing you can have on that piece of property is a single-family home? You can't have a duplex. You can't have a town home. You can't have uh, you know mm-hmm. an up-and-down duplex that kind of a thing. So. Part of the zoning bylaw renewal would allow some of those things to happen without coming to council for every single rezoning. Too, there's a there's a bit of a balanced goal here. 
Uh, it makes it complicated. I know that there will be some people going, well, you know, uh, in neighborhoods where we can't afford to fight this kind of a thing, uh, we're going to get stuck with the the intense densification. And the really, you know, I'm going to use Glenora as an example. Maybe a few more well-heeled Edmontonians have the cash to fight. And so there, there's an inequity a perception there. Well, I guess the question is, you know, fight. Uh, and I... and. And I do think that there's a question too about what does that particular neighborhood look like. So one of the, we, we have zoning bylaw renewal, which is which is literally what can you do on this piece of property, mm-hmm. and then we have uh, district planning that is supposed to come on the heels of that next year, which is what is the unique context of this neighborhood or this collection of neighborhoods. So Glenora is unique in its own way. I think you know there's some that would I think most would acknowledge that if you go for a walk through Glenora, it, it feels a whole lot different than it does uh, uh, in my neighborhood, for instance. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a bit of a yin and a yang thing that's supposed to happen here. And I guess the, the one question that, that I have is, should we be doing both at once so that we, we find that balance between the uniqueness of a neighborhood without having to, you know, to fight or to say that some can manage it, some can't, uh, versus the, you know, the very uh, administrative and operational goals of a zoning bylaw renewal. Uh, there's, there's a lot of layers and issues to this. It's, sure is. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be fascinated. You're going to be right in the middle of it, uh, just with the discussions and the conversations and the debates that will be continuing over the next little while, because this isn't happening immediately, right? Well, it, it, it happens Close. pretty immediately. But we, like the, the schedule for this is we have a committee meeting on uh, Tuesday, I think it is next week, where we're talking about it. Uh, we have a public hearing that is scheduled for mid-October, a three-day public hearing where any bylaw comes to a public hearing and or a committee. Uh, and if everything, if everything, even with refinements and changes and, and some tweaks, if everything goes according to schedule, then it's in place for next January 1st. So yeah, that's uh, that still pretty quick. Fast. That's well, pretty fast. Yeah, we'll see if it gets delayed. Okay, I know you wanted to also talk yeah. about snow removal. So it makes sense we do a review. I know it's a, you know coming up in the summer, but there were a lot of problems, or at least... People reported problems. What do you think was the biggest issue we had with snow removal in the last winter that needs to be addressed in the coming one? Uh, notification and communication. So uh, I, we've got a really good group of people there now that are doing they're doing really good work. They're really trying. Uh, they've got limited resources. Uh, budgets have sort of been cannibalized over the last few years. Uh, they brought attention to, you know, just what they can do with the personnel and equipment that they have. What can be expected? What can't? They're they're providing realistic reports and realistic uh, expectations, uh, which allows us to communicate and know that we're communicating. You know, something that's actually going to happen. I think yeah. the biggest problem we had last winter was, uh, particularly in January, where we called a residential snow ban, was uh, the communication tools to tell people that the plows are coming today or tomorrow or the next day, uh, and and the enforcement piece that went with that. And uh, there was some mixes uh, there. So sometimes the plows came when we said, sometimes they came before we said, sometimes they didn't come when we said, uh, sometimes the enforcement followed the plows, sometimes it didn't. Uh, you know, so there was some I, there was some tweaks there. For the most part, it worked okay, but I think that's where we have our biggest problem. Does that mean reallocating some funds to get more people involved with that kind of uh, sort of administration, that, that organization, that herding of the cats, as it were? I, not, not on the communication uh, piece, I don't think. I think it uh, is really just tweaking our technology. Uh, you know, it did work for the most part really well. Uh, there's a map that's being developed so that you can go online and, and know if, uh, when your road is going to be done, that kind of a thing. I, I think the tools are all there. They just need to be refined a little bit more. It was our first go-through, essentially, and they'll, they'll uh, self-correct.
Yeah, we saw a whole bunch of examples. Uh, I saw a bunch of examples anyway. Uh, uh, you know, there was there was windrows in school drop-off zones, or the drains getting clogged, covered up, and that's almost impossible. But it's a lot of work for a homeowner to try and clear those drains to prevent springtime flooding, exactly. Wind, the whole windrow issue about where they're left, that takes a lot of resource. That's a whole bunch of little skid steers running around cleaning stuff up. Well, and the, the thing was, you know, we, we in the previous winter, in the 21-22 winter, we tried that, when, you know, leaving windrows in place as a, as a deliberate pilot project, and it failed utterly. Uh, so the fact that we had windrows again last winter was was um, a mistake, but it was a it was a circumstantial mistake. So uh, we had really warm weather in January, and it's really hard to just uh, with the equipment we have, which is mismatched to the job. I will say, uh, it's really hard to just sort of dress the snow and pack it flat on the road and let it freeze, uh, or let it sit there until it freezes. So the equipment we have just wouldn't permit us to do that. So the minute they go in and try to correct soft snow, it becomes a windrow. What we really should have done is waited five more days until it got really cold again and done it then, uh, but there's a lot of pressure to just do something quickly. Yeah, get it done. Uh, that's yeah. So the whole idea is to try and fix the problems that we experienced and hope we don't get into new ones. So there's a meeting on Monday, a council meeting on Monday. This is being addressed. At, what's the next steps? That's right. There's a there's a, uh, a meeting on Monday to discuss this report. This is an information and, a, and effectively a look back. This is what happened uh, last winter report. Uh, no expected changes. No expected uh, operational or or um, uh, changes in process, changes in procedure. It's an information and a report. Uh, what it does outline, though, is that um, because of quirks at uh, our four-year budget deliberations in December, there's actually less money available this coming winter than there was last winter, and then it ramps back up again in subsequent winters. So, okay. uh, hope for the best. Uh, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tim yeah. Cartmel has a, has a blog on this on his website, Tim Cartmel. That's with two L's at the end at .ca. You can look for that and then uh, you can email them if you have any more suggestions or any of your counselors uh, as you head into that meeting on Monday. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Good chatting with you. A pleasure. Have a great weekend. Take okay, care. bye-bye.